Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app/breadbox. Welcome back to another episode of Lisa Hendy and Friends. Joining us on this week's episode is a real life friend of mine. I'm always so happy to welcome uh, people that I've met in the actual real world. And one of them today is one of my just my my favorite people. Joining us today is Mrs. Virtue Lady, Kathy Gilmore. She is an award winning children's author educator, and a virtue advocate. Kathy's passion is helping families grow virtue strong in simple, creative, and joyful ways. Welcome to the podcast, Kathy Gilmore. Thank you so much, Lisa. This is a pleasure and a delight for me to spend time with you as well. I'm always um, I'm always looking forward to the time that we have together every summer. The last few years, I've had the great joy of seeing you at the Catholic Marketing Network Conference. And this year, I'm afraid I will only see you as a little square on my computer. How's life going for you these days? It's going well. Uh, you know, life is always full of challenges. And God uh, always puts sort of surprising pivots in our path. But I think that's where we end up growing stronger in virtue. You know, it's the it's the boulders we have to climb over that give us the muscle to to go forward. So, you know, it's all good <laughs> in a weird way. <laughs> yeah, it's so interesting. I think that's what kind of being a person of faith kind of helps you have that perspective. And it's one of the things that I've always appreciated about you is your positivity. We're, we're getting together today to talk about this amazing project that you've created, the Mishu Virtue Challenge. And I've known you as someone who has um, shared and, and um, taught about a passion for the virtues for the last several years. Um, and you, uh, you do a lot of work with Virtue Heroes, but tell us um, if you could just give us an overview of this project and specifically the Mer- Mission Virtue Challenge. 
Yeah, um, uh, like so many people um, in the last few months where things have uh, have been kind of uh, the schedules, all our schedules kind of changed and so many things changed. Um, I felt like God was really giving me an opportunity to focus on my little characters that have been in process of development for probably the last several years, probably three years, these tiny virtue heroes, these little animals and insects who will be icons, little ambassadors for virtue, each one of a unique virtue, um, to give children an imaginative way to connect with virtue itself, because virtue is a theological and an intellectual concept to, that, that's hard for kids to grasp in a practical way. So I wanted to give them these characters to be able to, to really kind of make a connection. Well, in the last few months, I realized that, okay, we need to give parents a practical tool to be able to cultivate that spirit of imagination, that holy imagination in children to connect with virtue. So the Vir- Mission Virtue Challenge has been born, and it is basically a dry erase magnet board that can go on anybody's refrigerator and be used as a you know, behavior incentive and reward system, you know, just like, you know, checking the, checking the little circles or putting little stars, you know, that's, you know, similar to many things that are out there. But the difference with this is, is that these fun little characters are in each little circle that the children can, um, can look at and follow along. And this board, it also can be used as an aid to prayer so that the child can follow the same little path if the family's praying a rosary or any other kind of devotional prayer, or it can literally be laid on the floor or laid on a table and played like a conventional board game. So we're giving families a whole spectrum of ways to interact with this one little game and be talking about virtues and these little virtue heroes and these virtue characters the whole time. This is like one of those, but wait, there's more. <laughs> it slices, it dices, it teats about the virtues. Um, you know, I think m- mostly everybody who's listening, <laughs> excuse me, knows about virtues, but really, what what are some examples of some of the virtues that you're trying to teach? Well, um, part of what I'm trying to do is make the idea of virtue something very accessible. So, for example... One of the tiny virtue heroes is a turtle, and his name is Petros, and he is this virtue of adaptability. So this quality that we can all try for in in our daily habits. We can try to have a good habit of being adaptable, but it becomes a virtue strength when we allow God's grace to give us that power, and what I call is the virtue power, you know, how kids talk about superpowers. Well, we now are going to talk about our virtue powers. And so Petros gets this um, strength of adaptability because he originally was a very grumpy snapping turtle who lived in the Jordan River and was transformed by grace when Jesus came and was baptized. So each character is framed in that kind of a way. 
So it's these things like kindness and prudence and patience, all the good qualities that we're all trying to in, inculcate and, and grow in our children and ourselves. But sometimes it's hard to remember them and keep them present in our minds and all of that kind of stuff. So we're, we're creating simple touch points through these characters. One thing that you have done so well here is to employ the power of story. You talk about the power of parable, but the power of story, you know, instead of just saying, well, read these Bible verses, not that there's anything wrong with that, but, you know, you really hang the teaching elements of this around um, characters that are attractive to kids that um, have some characteristics that they know from their own worlds. What, why is that so important here? Well, because too often what ends up happening, and I'm sure this is true when you are talking with kids about being storytellers, you know, I am God's storyteller. That book is wonderful. Well, if they're going to be God's storyteller, the way stories really impact us in a profound way is when we can relate to it. Well, because the tiny virtue heroes are are flawed or small or they have 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 sort of normal characteristics that a child can relate to then they are not they're not objects of perfection you know which too often when we talk about saints and different things we end up you know making them seem unattainable you know that they're that they're way out there um, these little characters are very much like all the rest of us, and and I think that's why they activate a child's imagination. I love, too, that um, you give name to characteristics, virtues, that they're things that we want to grow in. And so maybe this provides language for a child rather than just thinking, oh, I'm being naughty or I'm being bad or you know, I'm angry that we can actually look at the contrasting virtue and look at how we grow in grace, which provides such a beautiful framework for the sacraments. And, you know, I imagine this as something that a family could even use going into getting ready to go to confession for the first time with a child that when we strive for virtues and we see the ways in which we fall short, those are where we're asking for reconciliation with God's love. It's it's really beautiful. Um, and you kind of in a sneaky way are teaching the parents or the teachers too, right? So why is it so important that we have tools like this as family um, and not just something that you hand to the kids and have them use on their own? Right. And and what I realized when, when you know, five, six, whatever years ago, when God really pivoted my life to focus on virtue in such a huge way, I realized that I did not have the virtue vocabulary on the tip of my tongue. I could not call the words to mind. And when I'm trying to raise my kids and and give them, you know, what the qualities are that I want them to grow strong in, I couldn't verbalize it. And so what I've noticed is you are so right. This is definitely geared towards the children, but because it is simple and charming and fun, it makes it simple for the parent to then also engage and remember and have those conversations. One of the families that is sort of piloting, they're the first family, um, it's actually the woman who's the graphic designer who laid out the game. She's been playing it with her children, and she said they had the most fabulous conversation with her three small children and her husband, and she, they were all sitting with the game, 
and they were talking about Sal the Sardine, who is the virtue icon of humor. And they talked about how humor as a virtue is where you share joy and laughter with someone, not at someone's expense. And they maybe never would have had that conversation had they not been talking about this silly sardine character named Sal. I love that, too, because it sort of serves as a jumping off point um, that when you learn those virtues and then you interact in the real world, a child now has the language to apply to um, virtues that they see. Right. 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 And and I'm so I'm so convinced that, um, you know, if a child can learn the names of dinosaurs, okay, very complex words at young ages they can learn these virtue terminology. We can give them the virtue vocabulary at a young age. We just need pegs to tether it to so that they have some kind of an image or something that they can hold on to with that, you know, bigger word. So Kathy, how, um, how does this, like, is this something that people purchase through your website and then bring into their homes and how does that work? Yeah, um, the way that it works is I have a website called virtueheroes.com, and it has all the images of the tiny virtue heroes. So a parent could sit with their child, and they can go look at all the little images, all the little characters, and see what their virtue power is, What because each character has a favorite mission virtue um, hero. So there's all kinds of stuff that people can access for free just to just to have as a reference point to, to talk about virtue and these little characters with their kids. But then I have a store on Zazzle with a whole bunch of different products. The Mission Virtue Challenge Magnet is one of those products. But there's a bunch of different things like key rings and other kinds of things that people families can get, you know, to, to be little incentives or rewards because everybody ends up with a favorite character. So having a key ring of their favorite character is fun, things like that. But we've got t-shirts, tote bags, you know, uh, iron on labels, you know, I'm not making everybody buy licensee, uh, you know, clothing. I'm just selling the iron on labels. So if they want to turn any item in their house into virtue hero gear, they can do it. That's adorable. And the characters are so cute. I mean, you know how much I love stories. And as I was perusing the website, I was just like, oh, my goodness. I, I know you have plans for books. And I'm just wondering how you developed these characters in your mind and what you hope to do with their stories. Well, the the first storybook is coming out in um, probably late um, late July 2020, and it's called Mouse and a Miracle, and it is uh, about a little mouse who we imagine is a friend of Mary at the time of the Annunciation. And so um, if we start with the Annunciation, can you imagine where the other stories that follow might come next? Wow, (laughs) leading us right through the Gospels from an animal's perspective. We we are, well, we're working our way, we will work our way through the mysteries of the Rosary. So the first 20 stories actually all align in, you know, not not verbatim, but align with 
the mystery of the rosary. And so the characters all flow from the story. So I'm picking characters that all are indigenous to Israel that would have very naturally been a part of Jesus or the apostles' lives. You know, the second storybook is about Devery the honeybee. Well, why? Because that's the story of the visitation. And what did John the Baptist eat when he grew up in the wilderness? Locust and wild honey. So it's a honeybee that tells his story and the story of the uh, the visitation. And then we've got a, a, a camel named Amel that was with the wise men for uh, after, you know at the story around the story of the nativity, and um, Ziva, a little cow, it witnesses the presentation of Jesus, and Eli, a caterpillar, rides in Mary's basket the whole time while they're looking for Jesus and find him in the temple. Wow. So, <laughs> We've got a whole menagerie of of adorable little friends that uh, hopefully will make virtue something very familiar and very desirable for kids. I love um, your passion around this and how how it's like these are your friends. You know, you've spent so much time with them in your head and your heart. And I'm sure like me when I'm working on a project, sometimes my characters wake me up at night and talk to me in my dreams. And I'm sure you have a lot of that going on here, too, because this is this is a complex realm you've created here. Oh, it is. This is you know how we talk about the Marvel Universe. Well, this is the Virtue Heroes Universe where virtue is real superpower. It is supernatural power um, from God's grace. And so we're going to, we're going to re reboot all our children's thinking about what superpowers are. I'm determined. (laughs) I love it. I love the determination and I love the purpose of it. It's absolutely genius. And, you know, it's interesting. Somebody um, was messaging me on Facebook recently about just this time that we've been through and how suddenly school and church are, are home-based. Um, and, you know, we're, we're emerging from that. But I wonder if some of the lessons that we've learned as parents and as family are, you know, to stop ceding so much control over the faith formation of our children to others and really to reclaim this as not only, you know, a responsibility, but also a joyful thing that we can do together. And this is just the perfect tool for that. That's that's my hope, is that within the family and within the school, you know, we have been so submerged in so much, um, you know, uh, cultural, uh, character-driven material that, that, you know, is, it's a shared experience between home and school, whether it's Clifford the dog or all these other kinds of things. Well, I want to create that experience that unites home and school and that, that, that is fun, you know, for, for our children's imagination um, so, that, so that formation and imagination can, can actually be integrated together. Beautiful. Well, Kathy Gilmore, always such a joy to to chat with you. And I definitely want to point people over to virtueheroes.com. We'll have that as well as the link to the Zazzle store where you can get all of the wonderful tiny Virtue Heroes merchandise as well. And Kathy, any kind of closing thoughts that you want to share with our listeners before we let you get back to work? Well, I just, I just ask for everybody to, if they, 
if they know of a teacher in a school or a PSR um, leader, these folks need practical and simple tools. And the more we can integrate between home and school for the kids and the families, the better off we are. So if you can help me get the word out and, and you know, let let the let the teachers and the, the school leaders know that this is this is something that's not expensive. You know, this isn't a big program that somebody has to spend a fortune on. This is, you know, it's very affordable and, and I think will be really valuable, you know. So there we go. Awesome. Well, friends, we'll make it easy for you to share this. Definitely um, have have uh, all the contact information that you need. Kathy Gilmore, thank you so much for what you do, for being my friend in real life and for what you teach me. I'm really, really grateful. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you so much, too. Well, friends, that is it for this week's episode of Lisa Hendy and Friends. We are going to have links to Kathy Gilmore's information about the Tiny Virtue Heroes and the Mission Virtue Challenge. Um, you can click on the the podcast as you're listening to it right now and see those show notes or just come on over to my website, lisahendy.com, where you'll find her information as well as um, all of our previous podcast episodes and ways for you to get in touch with me too. Are you my friend on Instagram yet? If you're not, what is wrong? You need to follow me over there. So I hope that you have an awesome week. And until we're together again next time, God bless. Finding someone on an online Catholic dating site shouldn't be like shopping for a blender. So why do most dating sites leave you feeling like you're shopping for a spouse? At Catholic Singles, we connect members through our unique user polls and activities, which help you discover other members and their personalities and interests. Because you're a person, not a profile picture. So stop shopping and start discerning. Trust your love story to the original Catholic dating site and use the promo code BREADBOX at checkout for 20% off at CatholicSingles.com. 